Hi, I'm Jason Voss, Content Director for CFA Institute. My special guest this morning is Lee Drogan of Estimize. Lee is the founder and CEO, and before he did that, he was the CIO and founder of uh, Surfview Capital, which was a momentum and uh, trend-following uh, strategy investment manager. Prior to that, he was part of the initial team at StockTwits, and he personally led the development of the Chartley app. And before that, he was an analyst at uh, Geller Capital, is that correct, in White Plains? That's right. All right, Lee, welcome. Uh, it's nice to have you here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so talk to us about Estimize and why, I, I mean, me personally, I think it's a disruptive sort of a force within the investment management business. Tell us about it. So Estimize is an open financial estimates platform. What we did was we took the philosophy of what you would get if you took IBIS, which is the sell-side estimate data set that's owned by Thomson Reuters, and Starmine, which is the analytical layer that sits above IBIS that measures and ranks and rates uh, and spits out a lot of really interesting analytics about that data set. And we basically built one platform that smashes both of them together in a radically open way. So whereas IBIS is a sell-side estimate data set, we built a data set that's comprised of buy-side analysts, of independent professionals, of industry experts, independent traders, students, and you know, without the dogma of understanding or even caring about where those analysts come from necessarily, we are able to measure everybody on how accurate they are and how predictive they are of uh, estimates or of uh, actual results in the future. And you know, by using that philosophy, we're able to have a broader consensus that really represents the true expectations of the market better than that sell-side estimate data set does. So you mentioned algorithms and evaluating the quality of those estimates. Talk to yeah. us about that because I'm, I'm guessing that is absolutely key to credibility. Otherwise, you're oh. essentially talking about, you know, anybody could be doing it. My mom could be exactly. guessing, right? 100%. So the algorithms that we build allow us to have that open philosophy. Without it, it would just be a mess, right? You yeah. would have kids in their basement and moms you know, at home doing this. And philosophically, that's fine with us as long as they're proven to be extremely accurate and their estimates are of a reliable nature. So we have two sets of algorithms. One of them looks at the reliability of the estimate when it's made. And it looks at stuff like, what is the past track record of that analyst? Where is his estimate in relation to the current distribution of estimates for that earnings release? And various other factors. The second set of algorithms look at how accurate they are and all sorts of metrics around, well, are they more accurate when they're aggressive or conservative? Are they more accurate on tech or consumer? Are they more accurate on high, you know, uh, large cap stocks or small cap stocks? Right. And then what we do is, we throw all of those attributes into a big machine learning algorithm and it spits out basically a user confidence score. And that user confidence score represents how confident the machine is that in the future they will be more accurate. And we're able to take that confidence score and then weight the consensus by the guys who are of the highest confidence level and weight the consensus lower for the guys at the bottom. So if I went onto the platform and made a lot of estimates and I was not very accurate, I could go and make another estimate, but I'm not going to influence that consensus very much. Right. So how accurate are these earnings estimates, say, vis-a-vis -vis Wall Street sell-side community? Yeah. So our flat consensus, without weighting anything, 
is more accurate than the sell side about 70% of the time. Our select consensus, which uses those weightings that are uh, built by those user confidence scores, uh, more accurate than our own consensus about 75% of the time. Right. So we're getting to better and better numbers as we have more and more data. And that's why our philosophy is so open, because we've seen that the more data we have, no matter where it comes from, the better the numbers we get. Wow, that's that's really good news. Uh, so how's Wall Street receiving this? So like, I'm guessing there are camps that are loving it, and then there are camps that may be a little threatened by it. Yeah, I, I would say it's less that they're threatened and more that there's religiosity on Wall Street about who should be heard and who should be seen. And for a long time, that was, you know, the name on your door was the most important thing. What firm you worked at. You were from Goldman Sachs or Bank of America. And that's why you got the attention, both from the people who put together the sell-side data set, as well as the people in the media and the market itself. You still see sell-side analysts move stocks when they change ratings sure. or change estimates. Um, so I don't think that they feel threatened in that way, largely because they understand that they don't get paid for their estimates, and that's why that data set is so inefficient. They get paid for corporate access and investment banking work, mm -hmm. and that's their bread and butter. So they're not going to feel threatened because somebody comes out with a more accurate data set. Now, down the road a little bit, as we gain a little bit more momentum and, and breadth of coverage, I think that there's going to be an issue for them regarding how influential they are, regarding how they move stocks with their estimates. But again, that's not what they get paid for anyway. So I just don't see that being a huge issue. On the buy side, they love it. Um, you know, we have a lot of buy side analysts from some very big firms. And the funny thing is they already go through this process with each other. We just built them a more efficient way to do it. So a buy side analyst before an earnings call will basically call around to his five or ten buddies at other firms who he knows cover that stock. And he'll ask, hey, you know, where are you at? What are you thinking? And he's trying to get a real picture of where his expectations are in the distribution. And what we did was just build him a more efficient way to do that right. uh, and brought on those guys. So he's not threatened. They love it. Right. Um, and we gave them all the tools to do it so that he can stay pseudonymous and basically give nothing up. So what, what traditional distribution channels have taken you up? Like, has, is Bloomberg interested? What's IBIS's comment on all of this? Like, what's happening? Yeah, so we have a great relationship with Bloomberg. Um, our reports and data flows through their platform. That's given the platform a lot of uh, um, credibility regarding our phil open philosophy. Uh, and we also have a great relationship with market. Um, their market hub is, you know, an amazing place to find a lot of sell side research. And we are now the 31st uh, member of that uh, Congratulations. publishing. Thanks. Uh, that group of publishers that publish research is 30 big sell side firms and us. Yeah. So we're, we're really happy about that. Well, it's terrific. So where in our, like if somebody is really interested in our audience, where do they go to find out more information? And how do they get involved? So the platform is completely open and free. Um, they go to www.estimize.com. Uh, signing up takes about a minute. Uh, it's really simple. And we built the platform to be very intuitive. Uh, it's not like it's not like Bloomberg or CapIQ or FactSet or Thompson in the sense that there's all these bells and whistles buzzing around. We built it for a very specific purpose and made it really, really simple, but powerful in the sense that you get exactly the data that you're there to get and nothing else. Um, get the intelligence that you need. and. You know, the platform is very powerful for finding, uh, you know, where 
the delta is between the street estimates and the estimized consensus, which can uh, highlight a lot of different things and opportunities to generate alpha. Terrific. This is all very good news for the investment business in my mind. Thanks very much, Lee, for being here. If you want more information on this as well as some of our other Take 15 presentations, go to www.cfainstitute.org. Thanks for being with us. Copyright 2013 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.